everybody a little bonus content today as we approach the finale this week this wednesday i got back together with ray again to have a conversation to see where how he felt that the last couple episodes had been and uh as far as any comic book lore there were lots of easter eggs some of them i got most of them i didn't and he discusses uh some of those that you may have missed missed yourself and we also speculate on what might be happening in the finale and uh, like I mentioned, we will be having a lot of coverage of that this week. So I'll be having my usual review on Wednesday. I'll also be having a review of Black Widow there as well, just keeping the MCU theme going. And then there'll be a follow-up conversation with Ray as well, discussing his feelings on the finale and get a feel for how the series landed for him. And maybe preview some of the MCU content that's coming out soon we have what if is coming a new disney plus series uh, that takes place in some of these multiverses so you have alternate storylines for our most popular characters and that is coming starting in august there will also be a hawkeye series coming i believe in january or february as well as a couple more mcu movies coming before the end of the year as well so lots of mcu content coming now that the theaters are open, they're starting to come back out again. Black Widow just had a big opening weekend, the biggest opening weekend since the COVID. And things are getting back to normal, more or less, in the movie theaters. But these movies are still being released to streaming at the same time. So it is kind of a big shift in the theater business. So later this week, like I mentioned, look forward to those. Make sure you subscribe so you know when all that content is available. And this weekend, expect to see another music episode. More music from 1971 documentary, 1971. The Year That Music Changed Everything on Apple Plus. But we will be looking at music via sampling. So there are many famous songs from 1971 that have been sampled. And some of these songs, not so famous, but have been sampled by other artists. Some of the songs that have sampled them are very famous. So Ian and I will be back together again, and we will be discussing some of that music and using samples or more contemporary samples as a gateway to kind of discuss some of that music. And that should be fun. So let's get on with the conversation. This is hell. Am I dead? Not yet. But you will be, unless you come with us. So, we didn't record last week. And um, and I did have some dangling questions from last week, but I think considering where the story went this week, they're probably all <laughs> it's probably all on the up and up at this point or, or, or everything that's still open, still open now. But in general, what did you think of the last couple episodes? Well, I, I liked the preceding episode and this might not be a popular opinion. I was not overly impressed with the last episode. I was actually somewhat disappointed. And the big boss, like almost a video game at the end, you know, it's like the level up. I don't know. I, it had a lot of awesome Easter eggs and a lot of, you know, certainly tons of hidden little side jokes. If you're into the comics and even pop culture, there's tons of pop culture references. And, and that stuff was neat. I, the old Loki was great. Uh, but the actual ending of that last episode was very sort of, I don't know, anticlimactic almost. I, I yep. just don't, even this monster, this annex or whatever they called him, it was very, very odd. It was very odd a little bit. You know, it was like, just slay the dragon, just get to the next level, almost uh, Ender's Game-like or one of these just, you know, big bad boss at the end of, you know, Super Mario Castle. We just 
beat Bowser now, you know, I don't know. It was a little, <laughs> right. Um, so, so that's the first question I had this, um, you know, smoke monster or whatever it is. That's from, from lost. Right. Yeah, but, that, this, <laughs> but this like, whatever it is, nebula or whatever that it is. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it, is that in the comics? Is that a known thing? I don't recall ever even remembering anything like that. No, no. I mean, it's, you know, again, part of it is what's at the uh, end of that void. And like the, the, there was some kind of debate I had seen on who is the most powerful Marvel like figure, but nothing about the smoke or fog monster guy or Ainix or whatever they call them, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah, that was a novel for sure. Novel approach to the whole thing. So, but it was, it was good in the sense that we found out pretty early that when you prune, you don't die. So that yeah. was always good to, to set up the, the Mobius cameo, but the, the Easter eggs were just, Oh my God. It was just, <laughs> yeah so so i probably miss a lot of those so tell me some oh, of these easter eggs my god i mean you know like it well you got a little preview when they first ended with the bonus scene of the last episode because you see obviously it's a certainly a a post-apocalyptic new york city and you look at a building and it looks like it's stark tower but there was one scene right in the beginning of this episode last episode five where they zoomed down past it again and it's not the A, and it's not Stark, right? Mm -hmm. But it's Eng, E-N-G-E, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's actually Kang's company, see? <laughs> so that's one little little kind of, you know, here we go. We're teasing Kang again a little bit. Interesting. And uh, I mean, there's so many during the actual episode that are so neat. There's little, little things now and then that you come up with, like the... The, the Thanos copter was hilarious. Oh my God, that was so hilarious. <laughs> that scene where they go into the bunker mm -hmm. and there's a, you know, a down helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yellow and it's painted yellow and it says Thanos on the on the side of the, <laughs> uh, the main body on it, you know? And that goes back to even when they were first talking about Infinity War. It was a crazy comic where Thanos was going to try to steal this thing at the time was called the cosmic cube and he had the thanos copter and that's how he used the heist with and it had a big thing that said thanos, thanos on, on the side of it <laughs> and on the side of it that he drove and ultimately he gets captured you know and and like he gets captured i don't even it was either a spider-man variant or like a oh god i can't remember now but you know, like he just gets hauled away by like regular police officers it's like it's like it's nothing like what it was in Endgame with the and then they didn't even call it the Tesseract; they called it the Cosmic Cube. But even Endgame and Infinity War, it was almost like a double Easter egg because his double-edged sword in those films is supposed to be the helicopter blade. That's the mm -hmm. whole idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was the reference to the Thanos copter oh, wow. in the actual MCU movies, Infinity War and Endgame that blade he has is actually supposed to be a helicopter blade you know almost you know almost similar to did you watch the uh the tom cruise movie the, the uh, uh edge of tomorrow edge of tomorrow mm -hmm. did you watch that yeah 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 so and you know that's based on japanese uh or the novel the emily blunt character mm -hmm. even her her sword is a actual downed uh, blade of a of either a helicopter i believe or one of those uh rotor uh Oscar, rotor off like, the back yeah, I think thanks. But, but so that was always the weird thing with Thanos fighting in an endgame and video war with the helicopter blade, which didn't really look like the helicopter blade. And then, of course, then they throw 
I mean, again, they have this opportunity now with this void to take every crazy kooky comic thing and throw it in there. Say, oh, the TVA didn't like it. They threw it away. You know, so <laughs> right down to old Loki's, you know, outfit or the kid Loki too. And yeah. You know, yeah, all the yeah, all the corny previous uh, versions. Yeah, like the 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 old Loki's uh, costume cracks me up, but that's very much like the old school Marvel uh, animation. I mean, uh, uh, style. The, yeah, just um, like Vision with with Vision and uh, you know with Wanda and, and Vision with the that was always funny too. The, now they put it off as the Halloween episode, you know. Right, right. They, they wore the, the old costumes. <laughs> <laughs> They're due, man. So, so the uh, and you see uh, that same shot where you have that. Um, panning over uh the debris don't you see thor's hammer there too but you do but i'm i kind of saw it quick and i didn't actually totally see it but i just watched it with my daughter and it is thor's hammer well it's it's throg reaching for it yeah because those loki turned him into a frog at certain times for as a <laughs> joke you know and that's what i thought the loki gator was too I thought Loki had turned himself into a gator and by punishment, he was going to be stuck as a gator in that one. Maybe that is the backstory on the Loki gator, but that's actually a tiny little Thor frog trying to grab the hammer and that mm -hmm. one little scene, you know, when they come by. Yeah, but, I couldn't, I couldn't even understand what I would, yeah, I, it was obviously intended, but once again, I was like, I'm not sure what I, what that's supposed to that be. That was Throg when, when Loki <laughs> turned Thor into a frog. Wow. Uh, thinking some other ones, there's a, there's a huge um, yellow jacket helmet. Mm -hmm. on one scene from like the original ant-man you know with the, the yellow jacket helmet you can mm -hmm. see it it's huge though like it it's perfectly it's all weathered and stuff but certainly looks just like it from that first movie too that was one you know all the different ones and then of course we finally got to meet president loki which was yeah, a whole that's right. that was a whole like nice little comic uh series that they had branched off at one point so they just gave it a lot of service to all the different comics and and even pop culture references, like the video game in the bowling alley. I didn't catch that one, no. Oh, that was unbelievable. I laughed so hard when I saw that. Because <laughs> that was that whole urban met like legend that there was this game called Polybius in the 80s <laughs> that apparently was a psychotrophic uh, experiment to see how you could uh, have mind control and and apparently the men in black would go and download the data to try to outsource and try to find the individuals that did well on it. It was like this whole crazy thing with it. And then all was it was it a real game or was the whole thing um, it's, an urban it's, legend? It's an urban myth and legend because the real urban myth and legend said that these propped out somewhere like out in the out the west, like Seattle, and they just would appear in an arcade shop and only be there for a few days and then disappear once they would mine the data from it and move on. And the whole idea was to try to get um, this sort of psychoactive, addictive quality to video games as an experiment. Nobody really to this day has proven or disproven if Polybius really existed or not, because some people swear they played it, but they can't recall it. Nobody can come up with the actual ROM or ROM of it, right. but yet people remember it kind of. It's almost like that Mandelum effect, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, you know? right. And some people say it was made up. There was a, a um, one of these uh, coin op magazine guys made up the story in like early 2000 and made it 20 years before to try to cloud everyone's judgment. 
Right. Again, you see Polybius there and you think, oh, the TVA grabbed all the Polybius. Kids. That's why they're <laughs> all the void. See, That's like you know what I was about to say, th that whole story, it had to be somebody like in the 2000s who came up with the, the retroactively the urban legend, because what I was going to say is if that urban legend was was going around in the 80s, somebody, somebody would be like, if I was around at that time, I'm like, we're going to make this game. We're going to roll it out. We're literally going to stick it into like different arcades and like in, in the dead of night, like roll them in, like with the whatever, and then randomly pull them out just right. to keep the legend going. Because every time that device, that, that, that thing would pop up, people would be pouring coins into it, whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if, it, again, it's, I, I was very into the arcade error. I was 10 years old in 1980. I mean, I would just take my dollar and, you know, go spend it at the arcade that was right around the block from my house. And I don't ever recall that game, that Polybius game. And you would even get like the magazines and the, you know, at the time would have been the 7-Eleven version of a store that would sell these glossy color photos. And I don't ever remember anything about Polybius to much, much later in life. So I, I think it's probably made up, but, um, you know, it's just one of these weird urban myths and legend, like, you know, Mikey dying of pop rocks and Coke and, <laughs> right. you know, spider eggs and bubble yum. These, these little things that we uh, passed by word of mouth, which is pretty amazing at the time. No internet. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But it's what amazes me though. What, you know, what's incredible to me, this is totally off topic, but it's entertaining to me anyway, is uh, I love how uh, urban legends still um, uh, propagate themselves. Cause I remember when my nephews were like teenagers, well, not teenagers, but like preteens. And they were telling me stories of one of the kids in their class their mother's uncle was on a trip to Mexico and they have the whole thing with the, the kidney, you know, oh, in the, in the, you know, and I'm like, Oh, you know, you could Google that very easily. Like if something like that happened and they're like, no, this story has been going around for 30 years. I'm pretty sure it's not true. And uh, the internet could prove it, but Hey, <laughs> Hey, if anything, the last year taught us anything is that people will convince themselves of anything. Right. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very true. Back on the topic of, of the episode, though, I, I agreed with what you were saying. I thought that there was a lot of really fun stuff here. I like what they're setting up, but I feel like we're so close to the end and uh, they're still introducing more things. And I'm like, these Easter eggs could be fun and things like that. But even though I didn't get all of them, I still felt like, for example, like the it, it is entertaining to think like, well, you know, these Lokis would survive this whole thing, right? They're, they're survivors like cockroaches or something. So this, you know, everything on the planet is dead, but somehow they keep thriving. And, uh, but then instead of like, kind of like coming up with a plan, they're so petty that just to like survive, you know, just to be like the biggest Loki on the dead planet, you know, they they'll, they'll, you know, turn on each other because they're the only ones that are still, you know, surviving this thing or thriving in it. It is true. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, you know, the clock is ticking guys. We got less than an hour left. Is this really what we want to be spending our time on? No, and I felt like I it was, know. it was really overstuffed. And, and I even said that in, in the mini review I did earlier that, uh, you know, I like a lot of the visuals. I like the planet being destroyed. I like that. It's a very cool when you see that like entire, um, you know, battleship, you know, crashing down oh, in the middle of the field. That's Eldridge. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Philadelphia yeah. Experiment. That's yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Wow. Th that's right. A, a total uh, Easter egg there. It's correct. But right. when you just think about the amount of time it takes to render all that stuff, it still takes time. And oh, that yeah. this is what they're spending. Like, you know, the last days of their post-production on is making that sequence, which is very cool to look at, but it has like absolutely no, that means nothing to the overall story, right? No, it's know. just a joke, right? It's just another gag, right? So. Yep, yep, absolutely. I did it. I did like it though. I think it was great to look wow. at, but I feel like, you know, there are probably more pressing things that we need to be thinking about at this point. Well, the, the first thing I thought of with the void was this is the land of the lost. This yeah. is 
this is land of the lost. You know, next <laughs> we're going to see some sleaze stacks. That's another, uh, yeah, that's another reference. A little pocket universe like that. Yeah. All the junk comes in or almost like another, uh, you know, planet like uh, Sitar was, you know, so same idea. I don't know. So anyway, so it was, it was good. I like the backstories on the different Lokis. Yeah. How you learned about it. Like the kid Loki. Yep. You know, that was chilling when, you know, why do you listen? Why do you follow him? You know, because I killed Thor. It's like, right. oh, yeah. boy. As a kid, right? Killed him like really early, right? Yeah. There's a real so, tragic hero there, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But and then, um, and then the, the older, so yeah. And then the, the story with the older Loki is interesting because that's really very similar to Loki's actual biography, right? So that's almost like, you know, his, that's the alternate reality of, of, of this Loki, right? If he just kind of, you know, escape that ship and just kind of right. faded into the sunset, right? That's, that would be his future. But all for all we know, that's exactly what our Loki did anyway. I was thinking the same thing, that it's possible <laughs> that what we saw in the movies is not actually true, right? Exactly, which leaves the door open. Although I don't think Tom Hiddleston's in door four. I mean, that's what they say anyway, so. Yeah, as far as I know, I, I mean, but if they want to keep uh, Loki's, uh, I, I think that's a type of casting that they would keep under wraps because obviously, you know, even even before they announced this show, which would be, which they made clear basically that this was like an alternate reality, like not in the, you know, canonical timeline. So, um, you know, I think they want to leave him, you know, that death um, legitimately there. And I have to say, I hope they don't undo Loki's death as much as I like the character. I feel like, you know, you know, what's next? They're going to undo Iron Man. They're going to undo it all, right? It's like, what's the point? I, I have a feeling they're going to undo uh, Black Widow's death too. So it's like, if no one actually dies in these movies, there's not much stakes left anymore for these things. Welcome right? to the comics. That's what happens to the comics all yeah, the time. That's true. That's true. But you're right. They don't, their sacrifices then really underappreciated and especially like tony starks and then a whole character arc is ruined then if you bring him back you know right. even if he is tony stark from the other you know multiverse it's still you know it it definitely also doesn't allow you as a fan to attach to the new characters right because you know they're just so easily they're they're not even red shirts in that sense that they just re resurrect even right. <laughs> yeah. at least the like you said the star trek red shirts you feel bad for and they're different red shirts every episode. Oh, we'll just resurrect them again. That's it. You know, no problem. So you're right about that. It's that's the one thing about comics that always gets you. And again, sometimes they do it for sensationalism. And then they realize that was a marketing blunder. Why? What did we do here? We, we've got to we've got to bring Peter Parker back. You know, Spider-Man sales are down this, this, this. And it's like, so, you know, that's part of the comics. And again, one of the nice things and unique about the mcu up until now is they did not really play with that stuff someone especially think of all the villains that have died that have not come back you know right. which was disappointing to some degree it was almost like every time you saw a villain in the mcu you know it's a one and done they weren't right. coming back and then loki of course is a survivor in that respect too because right. he kept coming back one of the only ones that actually managed to survive so another plot was we just don't know anything more about all those time grenades that right. went off right right like there's not even mention of it now like did they just get all that under control or i you know so that's one thing right even the funny part was on the opening scene of this episode they had like a, a scroll like almost like a ticker tape like you would see like for the stock exchange mm -hmm. and one of them said oak island you could see oak island right in the front and i'm thinking oh what were they doing with oak island <laughs> just all these little things they try to get things on so but the whole 
timekeepers thing, I, I think pretty much everyone knew that was a ruse and right. there was going to be some major sort of reveal. And then there wasn't. It was sort yeah. of like, wait, what? What? Who is it? Who's coming from behind the curtain? It's like, right. no one. It's like, wait. It's yeah, it would be interesting. I mean, I have all these theories that could be interesting. I was thinking that it's possible that this this creature, this thing that's this uh, consuming everything, that it could be a Loki variant of some kind that, you know, it could be like some, you know, um, and that could, you know, and it's, it's obliterating all the other Lokis, but, you know, but I, I don't think that that is, that it would be controlling the TVA. I think that it, someone else is still would be, even if that's the case, if they're like, now you can have a mind meld between these different Loki variants right. that I still think that that is just, um, uh, it's that creature is being controlled by, by the TV. Well, not by the TVA, but whatever, Whatever the TVA, uh, yeah, whoever's pulling their strings, so which is still player. unresolved, right? <laughs> the, the worst thing that could happen here, not the worst thing, but w- unless they could really pull off something else, which would be to leave this open to be like, who, who is it? Dun dun dun, and then like, like make that like the mystery for the series. I don't think they're going to do that though. They better. Uh, I'll tell yeah. you, there's got to be some resolution to all this, you know. Yeah, and yeah. you know, some people think it's also a, a whole prerequisite for the Young Avengers because right. Kid Loki was one of the Young Avengers in the mm-hmm. comics. And so was Enchantress, who is sort of merged with Sylvie now. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're sort of the same character, but not. Mm-hmm. So that would be another one, a member of the Young Avengers. Also, you have Hawkeye's uh, daughter was one of the Young Avengers. And oh, so that is a Hawkeye series is coming, yeah. Starting to see how they're trying to introduce all these characters so they fit in. And, you know, the MCU does a good job with continuity. They always have. So I'm sort of counting on them here. I, I really yep. do want to see some some and some kind of a mesh and and the other the other day i was talking to one of my friends and he started talking about wandavision somehow being involved with with the loki series even and right. i'm thinking i hope they don't go that route i just right. don't I, I i consider that almost its own tangent in that sense that'll be fascinating to see who the big bad is and they, and again they better get the reveal they better have a reveal on that and I mean, there are there are some weirder theories now about who it's going to be. One of them is Mobius, even. Maybe he is actually the one that runs the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and this is I, like an undercover boss episode for him. Yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> I don't, you know what? I can't imagine that because he's done so many things. You know, you, know, you could read it that way, right? That Mobius... You know, he let Loki live way too long. I kept thinking, like, why are they keeping the Lokis alive? And that's that's a question I have, by the way. I don't know if I ever addressed it with you because I might have raised it when I did the episode alone last week. And it was that I do have a question as to, like, whoever is behind all of this, who obviously has a thing for the Lokis, right? Because as, as soon as they, like, step out of line, and that's the other thing that's interesting about it is they really want to keep these Lokis in line for some reason. Because, like, even when it's not even like, well, you know, he's really trying to, you know, create, you know, to get the Lokis to be, uh, to create more mischief, right? Because as soon as they step out of line, like, you know, that young Loki kills off Thor and it's like, okay, boom, you prune him immediately, right? You don't even wait, right? Okay. So, uh, and the other uh, Loki, uh, you know, the, the older Loki, he only doesn't get pruned because as far as they know, he's invisible, right? He just disappears from history and that's okay. As long as you disappear, you, you don't get pruned. So there's, they definitely have a, a vendetta against the Lokis, but at the same time, they could have pruned lady loki and our loki earlier on and they really left them there in the tva for like way too long <laughs> in a way right they right. kind of le- left that they let them you know they could have pruned them immediately right at any right. time and right. they didn't so i wonder if you know there is some broader 
you know, game well, to this. That's the whole theory about just it is one about of the Loki. original Loki variants that yeah. maybe had usurped or took over the TVA. And now any other Loki would be considered an enemy to that Loki and they would want them all eliminated all the time. So that's why maybe the TVA does focus solely on Lokis all the time, just to make sure they're all stay under control, <laughs> right. get out of hand, you know, so, so that any one of them would be a potential threat for the Loki. And that would also explain the, the emphasis on the Loki, even because Mobius doesn't seem to understand. He's like, Oh, you could throw a rock and hit another Loki. Let's go. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he can't even recall the alligator Loki. It's like, I don't remember an alligator Loki even. <laughs> so we'll see that. And of course, I guess you can't abandon Kang, but you know, yeah. some people say that's Kang's castle at the end of the last episode, but I don't remember what Kang's castle even looks like. I, I can't recall. So we'll have to see when that <laughs> gets revealed. I, it would be interesting to see if that Loki is somehow defeated in the last episode, which then leaves a void in the TVA, which then in turn allows Kang to come in and take over too. So that's another right. thing, like an opportunistic coup kind of thing, waiting for the right moment. And maybe he somehow then personally bonds with Ravona, and then they're both together as the two bad villains for Ant-Man and Wasp 3. So that would be make sense. But again, it, it may be just a, an end. I'm thinking now more and more, we may only see Kang as just an end credit scene, just like they did with Thanos. Right. Same idea, yeah. you know, just a smile or smirk. I'll do it myself where he takes the gauntlet, you know, something like that <laughs> little teaser. So, you know. Right. Yeah, the, the, and at this point, I feel like there has to be a Kang reveal. There just seems to be so many- uh, Too many uh, references to him now, you know, too many. Right, but I still think there's going to be something else to it because I, once again, I always watch the show, the movies, and I think that, that, that Marvel has intentionally done this, where the payoff is all within the MCU itself, right? Rather than, you know, the comics and things. And to the point, if, you know, if they suddenly say, aha, it's Kang, it's like for people who are MCU watchers, they're like, who is Kang? Like, you know, like who's, who's this guy, right? They haven't even introduced them, like, in a, in a, like not even as a random, like, weird guy behind, like, uh, the, the curtain, like, that you see, like, you know, uh, in, like, uh, one of the other TV series or something, right? Like, literally just pop out of nowhere to be Kang. So right. I feel like, you know, even if Kang turns out to be the, the big bag for the, the that developed in the next series, which is a theory that you've had and others have had as well, that it might be something to just introduce here. And there, you know, that there's going to be a more personal um, bad guy, right? There's going to be a bad guy that we as MCU viewers have some relationship with. And maybe they do as well, the characters in, in the show. So I do hope there's something like it could be, you know, like you said, it could be, you know, Mobius or something like that. Or it could just be someone from a, the MCU. Right. Uh, I don't think it's going to be like, you know, Wanda or something no, <laughs> like to have this some kind of WandaVision crossover. I don't I don't think so. And, and for all we know, that the next time we see Mobius, it might be at the very end of the last episode. And you just see him jet skiing or something like that. <laughs> yes, that, I, I, I am almost certain that we will see Mobius jet skiing before this is over. Owen Wilson will be on a jet ski at some point. Because even when he left the scene of the void, it was like. I guess you're under the impression he's going back to the TVA to burn it to the ground. Right. But I mean, he's persona non grata in the TVA right now. Right. So how is he going to do that? As soon as he shows up, there's going to be all these hunters around him with Ravona too, unless he tries to rally the troops. Maybe that'll be it. You'll see him on the beginning of the episode six, starting to rally all the troops in the TVA or something, causing rest. But who knows? He's got I think they're setting that up though. You have Ravona who you know, even though she turns on Sylvie, Ravona is still like, she feels betrayed. She's like, what have I been? And and I actually didn't even think like, you know, when she walked into, even though we see her like 
come back from meeting with the the um, the the um, time lords, and that she seemed like really shaken. That I was like, well, it, the way I read that was, oh well, she knows who's really behind the curtain, right. and she met she met who with, with that person, but right. she didn't really, you know, she she knows what's actually happening. But now it didn't just happen one time with her conversation with Sylvie, but also when she talks to B15, B15 goes, oh, you want to know too, don't you, right? So the, the, the show made it pretty clear that she's on the outs too, right? Mm -hmm. So she wants to know what's going on. And I, and, I, and, and she does definitely have affinity for uh, Mobius because you, you see when he got uh, you know, um, pruned that you see her, she yeah, took she it hard basically. About yeah. that decision to do it. I was gonna say, even when she requests Miss Minutes to, to yeah. receive those files, Miss Minutes kind of gives her an eye like, what? And she's like, well, this place is in danger of creating. We got to like giving it an excuse why she has to go find the right. origin of that. So, you know, so yeah, we'll see. I, I do think Ravona will be one of the, the bad guys or bad girls, we should say, or bad people would be yeah. the term to say now. So, and I, I kind of knew she was duping Sylvia. There's just multiple layers to it, you know, yeah. how much of it was her duping her versus really just playing along versus. So, well, it's uh and then again what what's the reaction to all these other just hunters that are walking around like aren't they like scratching their heads too at this point going what's going on with tva right now <laughs> right right so yeah. she says since they know and but i think that's what's interesting about the ravona character and and there's some dialogue that ties to this by the way there's um the scene mobius is talking to that old loki and uh, there's some and there's some funny dialogue where he goes, oh, I don't think I've ever found an alligator before. And he goes, but, you know, how do we even know that it's, uh, you know, it's a real Loki or not? And he goes, uh, you know, maybe it's all a con. It's a long con. And he goes, which makes it more likely to be a Loki. And he goes, for you guys, it's all about the con within the con. Right. Which yeah. might be. Which and I might respect be, that. <laughs> yeah. And I respect that. Exactly. Which might be important, by the way, that might be a clue as to what we're seeing. It might be a con within a con. But the second thing I was going to mention was that, um, oh, what are you going to do now? And he goes, oh, I'm just going to burn it to the ground. And he goes, oh, you would betray this thing that you, you know, uh, supported your whole entire life. And Owen Wilson's like, hell yeah, I just, you know, want out. But maybe that's what's going to happen, I think, is I'm not, wouldn't be surprised at all to see that Ravona and him working side by side to take down the TVA. But now, like, he's thinking, this was all a sham, I want out. And Ravona could be, I believe in this. And now she, you know, Kang or someone, she will help rebuild the TVA, right? And then that could be, um, you know, potentially the, uh, the the creation of that um, big bad for the next uh, series of films, right? Yep. But uh, so I could picture that, like, you know, like you were saying, like, they're coming at it from different, like, they, they might work together in the near term because they both are, you know, betrayed um, by by whoever's pulling the, you know, uh, pulling the strings, I should say. But mm -hmm. um, But they may not, agree after the fact <laughs> on what so, happens next right so oh perhaps not definitely not definitely not and the whole thing with him and sylvie freaks some people out and i don't see why it freaks anybody out i mean who would be your their perfect match you <laughs> so. yeah especially when it's like you know i i, I kind of touched on this last week when i was had a question i have is what is even a variant i don't even understand how to define what a variant is considering that you know you could think that the variant would be something where like the, it's the same person in a different timeline, right? Like you have the older Loki, yeah. the younger Loki, but you know, theoretically those people might have like the same DNA, for example. Right. But then when you see like Sylvie or, or an alligator, right. It's like, right. well, they are not, obviously they don't have the shared DNA or anything. So then what, right. what is it? Is it just like, they are like spiritually the same the concept thing? of Loki, I guess, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Or like, and I guess even the whole thing with Sylvie, I mean, 
she knows that she was adopted right. and have that scene where she's playing with those toys. So clearly at that point, she's just another adopted frost giant. So, but she knows she's adopted because they already told her that. Right. So again, it's, it, what is the Loki? Like, is it just the, that same person in that same specific timeline, but just different multiverse? And right. that's what you call the Loki or <laughs> it's just, it is what it is. There's an infinite number of Lokis, just like exactly. there's an infinite number of me and you and just different universes. You know? And I wonder, but I wonder, I'm curious to know that if like what that even means, like, you know, like I think about, <laughs> and I, you know, um, and I wonder, my point is, I wonder if like within Marvel, they've thought about this actually to define that because for example, the, the example I was thinking of was, you know, you look at the Into the Spider-Verse movie and, uh, and in that scenario, you're looking at, you have multiple Peter Parkers, right? So that right. that's pretty clear, right? But then you also have this, um, uh, you have Spider-Gwen, right? Who's Gwen Stacy, who does exist in the other universe, but she's the Spider-Man in that universe. So in other ways, in other words, in that case, you're actually saying that they are the same being, but they're actually, there are corollaries to those people in that, in each universe, right? In her universe, Peter uh, turns into a werewolf or whatever, right? And she actually actually kills him, right? So it's like they have this completely different um, bi biography, but they still are. Or and of course you have like Spider Pig, <laughs> so so you have a uh, Spider Ham, so uh, you know you have uh, you know that that whole uh, variation too, and you have an alligator mm -hmm. here, right? So then yeah it, yeah, it becomes a question as to like, do they? Is this like? Do, and I, they don't have to have a theory on all this, by the way. But I'm no. just curious to know like if they do have an inter internal theory that, to explain all these things, right? And I think the time stuff now has gotten so complex, they're yeah. counting on it being complex. Whereas people used to pick apart Endgame like you wouldn't believe, whether it was the ending with Captain America, how they broke the rules themselves. Or this. Now it's so complicated. Not, everyone's so confused at this point anyway. It's, it's really coming down to the bottom line of just entertainment value. Now. <laughs> right, right, right. And maybe, but you know what? They, they are very good at responding to like they they use their plot holes to to like they take some of their weakest movies and make them essential. They mm -hmm. they yeah. take their plot holes and they use it as an excuse to develop an arc around it, right? To kind of mm -hmm. fill in that plot hole. So maybe they'll come up with a unifying theory of what these variants are. Now, if considering that we're going to be going into multiverses with Spider Man, with the Spider Man movie, with the Doctor Strange movie, we're already in it here, right? And and if a TVA blows is really truly destroyed, then we're going to see. There's going to be, you know, variant timelines all over the place, right? Yeah, exactly. That's just what they predicted. So, right. so it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, very interesting to see. <laughs> right. I just hope they don't disappoint. That's. <laughs> yeah, me too. I want to see them stick the landing, and uh, I think they're playing their cards close to their vest, and that's part, probably part of the reason, to be totally honest, where you probably are. They're kind of have to be so kind of oblique about what they're going to pull off at the end is because they have to be so careful to have like no spoilers or not to give away too much because the fans would probably figure it all out. If you put one clue in the first episode, they would have unraveled it by now. Right. So, right. so that probably makes it a little clunky in the way they deliver this, but right. I still, I mean, I've enjoyed it, so I'm still not going to, you know, even, oh, I, I, I just hope I, the, I just hope the ending, they stick the landing basically. Right. I've really enjoyed it. And even my daughter has come around with the lamentous episode and then the previous one and now this one. So, cause it's more action again and yeah, less yeah. cerebral, less backstory, less world building. And that's great. And again, I, I just really hope for them that they do really succeed with this one because the two other shows, they had a lot of fanfare. There was a lot of interest. 
But ultimately, they were both kind of duds at the end. They were yep. just sort of like, oh, ho-hum. Yeah, all right. Yep. That's how it ends. Okay. You know, like you said, Sam has the shield again. That's what we thought we had anyway. So we really didn't get anywhere on that. And then a lot of people were just like, what the WTF on the end of WandaVision? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which by the way i the I, the uh on the wandavision side i'm actually excited to see the um you know what what they do with her in the in the upcoming film and like the new power she has and i'm you know uh and i liked the character development that they did in the romance between the two of them fine but um i'm like all right but honestly i feel like you know uh you don't have to have seen like whatever they're going to do with her which i think will probably be interesting in the movies you honestly did not have to watch that series at all <laughs> to, to be pretty much caught up in it i i think there might be a sacrifice too at some point some kind of chose choose between one or the other almost like another another like rendition of the soul stone between sylvie and loki i think one of them is going to have to maybe it's possible themselves. I mean, yep it could be and I, would, I would guess it's our loki is the one that's going to sacrifice himself so they can continue the new loki because they do seem to be wanting to just totally reinvent this but at least with backstories on the characters unlike right. for instance star wars seven eight nine where they didn't really do much of that back work they just said here's this new person you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah he's a defecting stormtrooper or he's this guy's a cool pilot here he is they've done the same thing but they're actually still building these character arcs right. and these new introduced characters because they know that they're going to have a little bit more of a struggle now it's not going to be so easy it's not going to be so automatic they don't have these historical landmark characters to use for the same reason out of lack of effect if they bring these other ones back it'll just be like what was this all for then to get the next phase four going you know so so that i think that'll be probably part of it too but we'll see i like sylvie it's a good character yeah so I like the uh, romance. Yeah, <laughs> you want interesting. To call it that. It's about the romance of an eighth grader, but that's uh... <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I guess he's twenty twelve. He's supposed to be in his twenties still, right? So yes, you know. But yeah. yeah, they are. Yeah, they're playing off like you know. Well, I guess you know they haven't had much of a life. <laughs> so yeah. so we'll see. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right, dude. So uh, looking forward to it. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, we uh, we'll have a have to have it launched right after, you know. No spoilers, man. Just get yeah. it right out. So, all right. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Thanks yeah. again. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. Shall I catch a shooting star? Shall I bring it where you are? If you want me to, I will.